everybody. We are back for another episode of the Football Podcast, brought to you by the FOV Podcast. I'm officially off of the injured list. Josh took the wave last week, and he ran with it. He did an amazing job. I still recommend people should listen to that. But my apologies, beautiful people. We actually had some type of disruption. I don't know where it happened, but yeah, we are back. You have me, Bailey Foe, F-O-E, Matt, you have Josh, we're back again, and we have the Petty Guy back to spread his love for Tom Brady just a little bit more. I mean, it'd be like that sometimes. Yeah, of course it'd be like that sometimes. You can never give this man no, like, negative feedback. He needs it just a little bit, Jason. But also, like Josh just told me, this is the 10th episode of the Football Forecast. We do thank everybody that has listened and given us support, and we plan on keeping going for a long time. Uh, you guys ready to jump into this? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. All right, so here we go. The first thing on the list. Uh, we all know that COVID's getting really bad. We're surging again. And the NFL has had their problems, especially this week. We had a Wednesday Wednesday football game. I can't even say Wednesday night because it was done during the daytime. So a lunch special, if you want to call it that. And nobody really played. The Ravens were just out to lose that game. And it's starting to come to my attention that the NFL should do something like a bubble. But Roger Goodell even put that rumor down today. But I just want to talk about it a little bit. Just get your guys' feedback on it. Do you think that the NFL should do a bubble when it comes to playoff time? I definitely do. You know, when you got like the games that were going on this week, my Broncos uh, without a quarterback, and then we were still forced to play. And then you had Baltimore getting pushed back multiple times. I don't think the NFL can afford to have some kind of bullshit go on like that, especially in the playoffs and disrupt the whole scheduling. There's no way. I think that 2020, just an example that, just an example of how. Goodell and the NFL just need to find a way to just contain everything, lock the whole shit down. All right, I feel you on that. Jason, what you got? Because I know me and you've had these conversations in private before. So if they did want to implement a bubble scenario, I know the perfect place they could do it, only in the playoffs, though. Uh, They could accommodate all these people. We should be Las Vegas. Yeah, it's a hot spot, right? Understandably, but Las Vegas itself, you have a brand new stadium you can use for playoff games. You also have numerous, hundreds even, hotel to host teams to keep them separated from each other. Um, they bring a lot of revenue to the, to the city, of course, because, of course, I'm sure they've been hurting since COVID-19. And that's the only place that can accommodate that many people at one time in a close proximity. That can be true. I was thinking of something different, maybe like four sectors. They have like four locations to play all within a close area. But that's a cool idea as well. Um, I have to be completely honest. I was shocked that we've made it this far. We're approaching week 13. I didn't see us making it past week eight. And they just was like, yeah, we don't care. We're going to keep it rolling. The Broncos had to play without a quarterback. And the Saints, I guess that was their way of showing mercy. But I feel like no team should have to deal with that. But the way the NFL is going, it seems like they just 
they're saying, yeah, we're going to keep it going. We're not really going to do, we're not going to shut it down. Uh, we don't plan on having a bubble. So it leaves me with this major question, especially with the playoffs. Super Bowl comes around. That is your highest grossing game of the year. And you have a COVID outbreak. A lot of people are going to be unsatisfied if they can't see some of the top stars play. A lot of coaches are going to ramble and go on trying to get the game pushed back. And they may push the game back maybe two weeks. And then they may have to push it back another two weeks. But they only can do so much. So if they don't get a hold on to this now, it's going to affect the biggest game of the year. Nobody's going to be satisfied with it. They're not even going to consider whoever wins it to be a legitimate win. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, it's it really depends on like the point of view that you look at it from because you have like the NBA. I don't see the Lakers as having really an asterisk on it just because everybody had, you know, the break with COVID. Everybody had to get in the bubble, do the whole play in. So it's not like one team had an advantage over the other. It's just a lot harder to do with the NFL just because the rosters are so much bigger. Uh, you got more, a couple more teams, you know, it's, it's it's a very it's a very tricky thing to try to get a hold of. It's definitely a very tricky thing to try to get a hold of, but something's got to happen because it doesn't look like it's going to get any better going towards the playoffs. And speaking of the NBA, just a quick reminder. So we know how throughout throughout the whole bubble there was not a single COVID test. Everybody tested negative, nobody had it. In the past, let's say about no, not even the past. Between November 24th and 30th, there was a report that came out. They tested 500 players. About 40 of it, 40 of them had it, and they plan on traveling this year. I don't think they're going back to the bubble. So it's going to be interesting to see how they handle actually traveling around instead of just being all in one location. But I like the bubble. I feel like it would have worked for every sport. And the NFL really shouldn't knock it because the season is only going to get worse. And if you have teams stepping into the playoffs and you have a situation like with Baltimore where Lamar, Mark Ingram, Mark Andrews, everybody was basically out and they got to play a playoff game, people are going to be not going to be happy. Yep. Yep. That's all I got to say on it. Any other comments, anybody? Want to move on to the next section? Nah, that's depressing. Let's, <laughs> let's get out of that. <laughs> yeah, let's go, man. I feel you, man. Well, Josh, I know it's going to be weird because we just had a game today and we got a day, uh, game tomorrow. But what you got for me on injuries this week? Uh, surprising there weren't that many injuries this week. So start off with uh, Patriots, Cam Newton. He took a nasty shot towards the end of that game against Arizona. Uh, he yeah. came down with uh, injury to his ab- abdomen and he's been limited in practice. So I'm thinking he's still going to play this week. But just just so you know, he's probably not going to be 100%. We got Panthers wide receiver DJ Moore, ankle injury. They say it's not serious. They are one of the two teams that are on a bye this week. So he gets another week to recover. Giants quarterback Daniel Jones, hamstring injury. He is doubtful doubtful for this week. So if he's out, Colt McCoy will be taking over. Uh, Broncos running back Phillip Lindsay. Out with a knee injury. Uh, he has not been practicing, so it does not look likely that he'll be playing this week. Packers lost their center, Corey Lindsley, to an MCL sprain. 
He's said to be out three to six weeks. Running back Josh Jacobs from the Las Vegas Raiders sprained his ankle. He is questionable for this week. Two players from the Falcons here, Todd Gurley with a knee and Julio Jones with a hamstring. Both players are questionable. Yeah. <laughs> I got a couple players coming back. Um, Jonathan Taylor running back for the Colts come back from the COVID list as of now he's questionable but damn it um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm thinking he should be back Eagles tight end Zach Ertz coming back from an ankle injury he is likely to return I'm personally not too sure how much that really means because he hasn't really been great this year and Tua Tonga-Vailoa Come back from his thumb injury, he is likely to come back and play. Another one, it's not an injury, but the Texans wide receiver, Will Fuller, he's oh, been suspended for violating one of the NFL's the NFL's drug policy. And he's gonna be out for six weeks. Yeah, that is the rest that is the rest of the year. Yep. I think they say he's done for this season and within one game next year. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. He was having a Should- career year this year too, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, it's been debated that that's this whole thing is the reason he's been staying healthy for once. Oh wow, <laughs> that was thrown out there. I'm not. That's a damn. I'm not shit. confirming anything. Jason, shut up. In <laughs> background, talking about that's a damn shame. That was actually the shortest list you've had of uh, injuries. I think we're getting somewhere with the NFL. Nah, I think we just got a lucky week. <laughs> And that might be the case too. I mean, there was an MCL ACL week like five weeks ago where everybody had an ACL tear. <laughs> That's right? natural. And then and then we had that one week where it seemed like everybody had a concussion. Right. It's like, can we not get knocked out? Guys? Well, what is all this cushioning for if y'all still get knocked out? What's all this science for these helmets <laughs> for if it don't work? That is oh, a man. very good question. Safety doesn't exist. No, but it never made sense to me because growing up, everybody played football and they played tackle, and we got we got our heads knocked off and everything with no pads or anything. Nobody walked away with a concussion. We have a lot of sports that are physical. Nobody walks away with a concussion. Football has all these pads and everything, constantly having concussions. Well, in other sports, you don't wear a helmet, so you don't lead with your head. So you think the helmets are a big part of it? Well, they're not yeah. really... Absolutely. More I feel here. like the idea you put in your head that the helmet going to keep me from hurting myself makes you lead with the head off instinct. When you ain't got no helmet on, you're not trying to headbutt the guy in front of you. All right, guys. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been a roller coaster this season. They have shown potential of being a Super Bowl team, but then they also show potential of just being another team. So just plain and simple, what the hell is going on in Tampa Bay? And I know, Jason, you are an advocate for Tom Brady. So I'm going to let you start off. Lack of discipline is what's going on in Tampa Bay. That's the simplest you can cut it. Uh, defensive penalties that don't make no sense. Uh, matchup assignments that don't make no sense. Um, uh, drop catches, uh, miscues. 
false starts. It's and it's all falls under discipline. I honestly feel like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would be undefeated right now if Belichick was coaching that that roster. You got yeah. Sue on the line. You got uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, Dante White. All these high-talented guys that just need to be at the right place at the right time, and they just sometimes they just blow coverage. Just completely make the wrong call. Josh, I know what you're thinking over there. What am I thinking? He hasn't said one thing about Tom Brady. I ain't get there yet. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I was thinking. Okay, Jason, keep going. Uh, I got to give Tom his little bit of shade as well, since y'all brought it up. Uh, he only get a little bit. He's made a couple of bad throws here and there. Uh, took a couple of sacks game? he shouldn't have. Uh, waited a little bit too long. Missed a couple open receivers. But at the end of the day, if a man puts up 300 yards, 360 yards, and three touchdowns, and he's only been on the field for 23 minutes, he ain't ain't the reason why we lost, bro. It's the defense. If y'all can't get the other team off the field, we can't get the ball back and score. Mind you, this the rock star, Pat Mahomes, this the, the MVP, the Super Bowl MVP, they only beat the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by three points. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could have beat the Kansas City Chiefs if the defense would have just could get their ass off the field. And they only won by three points. But no. Can't get them off the field. Mind you, this happened with the team before that and the team before that. They're, they're not making any adjustments in the second half. So let me get this straight. If they're playing with y'all like y'all children in the first half of the game, and this is like, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing? I didn't think so. If Belichick was in charge of that team, that would be undefeated right now. And I said my piece. Josh. Okay. So I'm not going to put this 100% on Tom Brady. But a really big-ass chunk is on Tom Brady's shoulders, his old man's shoulders. This guy can no longer carry a football team. Tom Brady's touchdown-interception ratio this season is good. It's 28 to 11. He's averaging 275 yards per game. That's good. However, of his, last, of his 11 interceptions, seven of them came in the last four games. In the last four games... He has an eight to seven touchdown interception ratio. In the last four games, they are one in three. I don't believe Bruce Arians is the best coach, but I don't believe that he should be getting blamed like he currently is around the media just because he doesn't get credit when Tom Brady does well and the Buccaneers win. Nobody gives Bruce Arians credit when they're doing well. But Bruce Arians doesn't get doesn't get the blame when the Buccaneers are successful. You, Jason, you said that you know you're blaming the defense for all their mistakes. Sounds like what Tom Brady needs to do is go to a team that has discipline, a good coach, and a good defense. That sounds to me like New England. 
I just feel like whenever something doesn't go Tom's way, Tom always needs the help. Nothing is ever squarely his fault. And I'm not saying this is all 100% on Tom Brady. But a whole lot of it is. Because with most other teams, the quarterback gets blamed for everything. No matter if it makes sense or not. Because he's the quarterback. He's supposed to take all the blame. Unless your name is Tom Brady. Well. I would agree with you. If it wasn't these like spurts of greatness. When he wants to. I don't know if when he wants to. Or when he's motivated enough. Or if the game just yields it. The man looks like the Tom Brady of old. And then out of nowhere, they'll get a bullshit penalty. It whether it be a false start, whether it be too many men on the field, it just be random nonsense that just shouldn't happen. Shoot, one game, the damn center ball slipped out of his hand before he could hike it, and Tom had to dive on it. I'm not saying that doesn't happen to everybody else, too. I just feel like if you could just tighten up all the little things on the Buccaneers, they might be real Super Bowl contenders. Mind you, they have all the talent in the world. For some reason, they're having trouble getting open. When they wasn't having this much trouble last year, mind you, I feel like they should just let Tom Brady run the offense the way he wants. That way, he can get the shit done how he's always been getting it done. All these slant passes and goal routes and out routes to set up the one big play action play. That's just how he does it. Tom Brady plays his quarterback style is just like a boxer. Okay? It's jab, 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 set up, jab, set up, jab, haymaker. He's not James Winston. He just can't throw for 50 every other play and expect it to work because it ain't working right now. Yeah, it's just hard to do that when your setups and your jabs have little to no effect on the opponent. You were talking about some. sometimes he looks like the old Tom Brady. Every now and then he does, but majority of the time he just looks like an old Tom Brady. I mean, the man's 43 playing a physical sport. I ain't expecting a little person. No, but it's just funny that Tom Brady defenders constantly say that he's still the best in the league but then when something happens you know you have the the age crutch to lean on so this is my thing if i I feel like like i said before if i felt if the defense was more disciplined i think they'll be undefeated just like the uh, pittsburgh steelers no i I don't think the defense was more disciplined that y'all still would not be undefeated no no i don't see that at all no, 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 no. Jason, let me let me just butt in here right quick for you, right quick, Jason. I'm giving a little bit of blame to everybody. I'll start with your boy Tom Brady, though. I truly don't think Tom Brady is a leader. He's a quarterback. Because I can't just put everything on that defense. You have the most stacked offense in the history of this NFL that we have seen. And they cannot put it together. When week 13, they have a bye week. That may be enough time for Tom Brady to get to know his offense. 
But every time you see him, he's talking about how we're still not there. We're still not there. We're still not there. But it's not even looking like they're edging closer. Because one minute, the offense is rolling. The next minute, it's not. Next minute, Aaron Jones is, like, being a savior. Next minute, Tom Brady just throwing interceptions. One minute, Mike Evans is going off. Next minute, we can't find Antonio Brown because he's shut down. I don't know if he's not getting in the ass of that offense, but he kind of should because I seen him like last game. He was sitting there talking to Mike Evans, but you know, he comes to everybody else. You know how Tom Brady is. He's going to yell at you, do all this extra stuff. He goes to Mike Evans and he is so calm. So if the team doesn't have discipline, the whole team don't have discipline. This is week 13. It's Tom Brady and this offense should be ready to go. I got you, Jason. Give me a second. I got you. When it comes to that, he always had Belichick to be right there for him to put that team in check as well. When Tom Brady couldn't get to you, the coach is supposed to get to you. I know Bruce Arians does not get no credit when he wins. He gets slandered when he loses. I personally don't feel like he's going to be there next year. And I feel like the reason why there's a coaching problem is because they don't see eye to eye. Bruce Arians and Tom Brady does not agree on some things. Because when you even look at the offense sometimes, you, it feels like Tom Brady's running the offense one minute, and it feels like Bruce Arians is running the offense the next. It's like they go into the locker room and have a battle of who should really run this offense. Then you got that shitty secondary, because the defense runs off of momentum. If they get a turnover, they have momentum. When they can't get a turnover, they play like boo-boo. When they can't get to the quarterback, they play like boo-boo. What were you about to say, Jason? So this is my thing, particularly about Mike Evans. Mike Evans bothers me. And the reason why he bothers me is because for the first eight weeks of this season, I've had him on a fantasy lineup, right? Because I feel like, you know, he's finally going to go off. Is this about fantasy, Jason? Really? <laughs> You're mad at this <laughs> man over fantasy? <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. So this is my thing. There's no, more <laughs> There's no more evidence you need about a person's production than when you're watching them because they're about to make you money. Okay? So, me watching Mike Evans week after week after week, and you supposed to be the number one receiver, you ain't giving me nothing. You News get flash, shut Jason. down every other week. Jason, newsflash. Yeah. There's no such thing as a number one receiver with Tom Brady. I understand that. It doesn't exist. But you're supposed to be able to at least get open. You get shut down every other game. In Mike Evans' defense, he has 11 touchdowns. Thank you. He has 11 touchdowns. Okay, he has 11 touchdowns. I think they're all like three-yard touchdowns, but (laughs) That's my point. That, still that was the fantasy. point I was about to this make. This for something, though. He scored in the red zone. Scored in the red zone. Rex Burkhead scored in the red zone. Oh, damn. We're <laughs> not going to talk about red zone score. Let's be clear. Um, You could literally tape a football to a mop and knock it over the line, and that's technically a touchdown in the NFL. Wow, you really took my mop bit, son of a bitch. Hey, it is what it is. But my <laughs> thing is this. Chris Godwin with a broken finger still caught passes while the finger was taped up. 
I don't watch Evans drop so many goddamn passes. Or, for some reason, Evans and Lattimore, you know, y'all know Lattimore, right? That plays for the New Orleans Saints, his arch nemesis. How could you ever line up against that man after he shuts you down twice and that he keeps reminding you of it on Twitter? So you, you How you go catchless? You go catchless in a game. Okay, fine. Mike Evans gets shut down. We should have Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown now, right? So, okay, fine. Dude, let's let's think about this. I don't know what happened after uh, Chris Godwin had to be out for those two games, but he ain't separating no more. Don't know what happened. I don't know if he lost a step. His girl sneezed on him. I don't know what it is. He just not separating. So what has happened so far? Antonio Brown been getting a lot of catches. Because and mind you, you can tell every time Antonio Brown gets the ball, they're playing Patriots offense. The routes that Antonio Brown is catching the ball in are quintessential Julian Edelman routes. So to honestly, if you want to fix the problem sooner or not later, just let Tom Brady run the offense. So you want him to be the offensive coordinator? Absolutely. He ain't no Peyton Manning. He, who ain't no Peyton Manning? I've been be he been be Peyton Manning several times, but we're not going to talk about Peyton that Manning. right. I personally feel like Tom Brady has been playing football for thirty years. He has seen every type of defense. He has played with every type of talent, speed, technique. He's seen it all. Let the man do what he's comfortable doing, and I feel like they will win out. You know what this. I have an analogy for this. So it seems like Tom Brady is like a guy complaining that he has two flat tires and a scratch on his bumper on a Lamborghini while the man with the 1992 Honda is supposed to feel sorry for him. Damn. Does that make sense? Damn. It makes sense to a degree, but he has a lot of money for his goddamn Lamborghini. Right, right, right. Sure. sure. <laughs> he got that money. But <laughs> he has all these weapons. Best offense in the league on paper. On paper? Because they're damn sure they're doing it on the field. Well, yeah, you I mean, realize you've been making excuses for 13 weeks? Look, they were, look, I told you, when I told you they were going to go 12 and 4, it looked very doable, did it not? Now, now, on paper. Matt, Matt, to be fair. Tom Brady had a couple of really good games. Oh, of course. Out of, out of like, 12. <laughs> yeah, of course. He had a couple great games. Like, really? How could we ignore that performance against the Chargers? Yeah, that winning record against teams below 500? Oh, he has a, he had a long list. The defense beat Aaron Rodgers. We still have scored more points than his ass. The defense beats Aaron Rodgers, and you know what I mean by that. Thank you very much. So, back to my point. Let Tom Brady run the offense. Everything no. going to be fine. No. I think it's a little too late in the season for all that. I don't think yeah. it's too late. Y'all got, let's see here. They got one, two, three, five games left. Yeah. They should have been like. And they still play off team. Like well, games. well, Tampa has left because they have a bye next week. Right, yeah. so four games left. They're still a playoff team. 
I, I think they can mind you. Uh, I don't know what's happening with Drew, but uh, Taysom Hill doing okay, but I think head to head, I think Tampa Bay can take him out of the playoffs. But somebody else got to guard Taysom uh, Hill, of course, against Taysom Hill. I don't know against I'm Drew just, Brees. I'm just saying Tampa has to make it to the playoffs first. NFC is looking, NFC is looking tough. And the AFC ain't doing shit. Hey, we ain't talking about the AFC. No, no, no. The NFC don't look tough at all. The fourth, the fourth seed in the NFC is who? Either the Eagles, the Giants. Yeah, between one of those two teams, and they were like four and eight or four and seven. Well, no, no, no. That that's not a spot for the for Tampa to get though, because that's a division winner. Right. Right now, the last seed is Arizona. Arizona seven, Tampa six, and the Rams are five. So in the in the NFC West, they could really mix up between Seattle, Arizona, and the Rams. But it's gonna be most likely two of those teams and Tampa. But I'm just saying, I was looking at Tampa's schedule. I was going through it last week. I can see him going two and two in the last four games, realistically. Mm-hmm. Let's see who they play for the next couple of games. I mean, Jason. Let me play Atlanta twice. Yeah. Let, let, let me let me take you through it real quick. So week fourteen, you guys are at home against Minnesota. At first, you're like, "Oh, it's a cakewalk," but Dalvin Cook is a beast, and like I was saying, Kirk Cousins, since Dalvin's come back, Cousins has been really good. Did you guys see him? Uh, last week in that game-winning drive, yeah, he was he was shredding Carolina. I'm pretty sure he can. I'm pretty sure he can shred the Tampa secondary too. So I think that Minnesota can win that game. They got two games against Atlanta, and I re- I really think Atlanta can win one. I'm not oh, sure. Yeah. I'm not sure which one, but I think they can win one. And then they got one against Detroit. I don't think Detroit's gonna have a chance in that game. So I, I I think they can go two and two, and now we would drop Tampa Bay to nine and seven on the year. Now, if they win out, they'll be what eleven and five. Yeah, eleven and five. My prediction would be that far out. I think they can pull it off. Nah, they ain't winning out, dog. I mean, we could be eleven. They could beat eleven twice. Yeah, they can't. Yes, they can. Yeah, they cannot. Oh, is that a bet? Live on the podcast. I mean, we can do the usual. twice. We can do the usual. You want to do, do the usual? We can do the usual. For the case of Arizona? Yep. Oh, we That's got fine. the usual going on. I don't know what the usual is, but we got the <laughs> usual. <laughs> oh, no. The usual is basically we, we do a case of Arizona. Oh, shit. The usual. Yep. We do a case of Arizona. I'll up the ante of the usual, though. Okay. What you got? So Tampa Bay wins out twice. I'll present your case of Arizona to you inside of Brandsmart. Now, you got to walk it out to my car because I'm about to go up them stairs and down them stairs in that case of Arizona. <laughs> I mean, that's fine, dog. He said that curbside pickup. Yeah, you can just show up <laughs> with the trunk, but uh, then going through security with that shit is going to be real confusing because you know how people is. Oh, let me get one of the. Ah, this is winnings. 
Okay, we don't share Windex <laughs> around here. I mean, you could have just sold one two dollars a piece. Shit. Anyway, but yeah, the usual is I'll take it. All right, that's fine. Josh, you're hearing this, right? I'm hearing this. So is everybody right. else that's listening. Yeah, Falcons, they're, they're not going to let this happen. They're going to split it. Okay. We're so to clarify, <clears throat> so to clarify, in order for Jason to win, Tampa Bay has to win both. Yes. Against Atlanta. Yes. Mind you, uh, I need Matt to put this into perspective. Um, Julio Jones has a hamstring injury. All mm-hmm. they have to shut down is Calvin Ridley, and okay. they technically don't have a running back right now. Okay, we ain't have one all season. I'm still waiting for my refund on Todd Gurley. <laughs> you only got running backs that score accidentally. Oh, yeah. The ones that, yeah, we pay you to score accidentally. You know what's funny <laughs> as hell? When he tried to stop, I heard the Scooby Doo running sound right before he fell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. I mean, we had to let this man have it, though. That was the longest run he had in a long time. He was like, whoops, I wasn't supposed to score. Do, 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 do. Boop. <laughs> oh, That's man. Fine. Yeah, I know, I know I have all these against me, but I still like my odds. Okay. Yeah, we're going to be all right. So we're going to move on to the next topic. We're approaching week 13. It's coming up really fast tomorrow. So we're going to go into our quick picks for the week. Lock of the week, Josh, what you got? Man, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But I have the Chiefs over my Broncos. Right now, Kansas City is looking unstoppable. Mahomes is an animal. I believe he's 30-2 and touchdown to interception ratio. He is, at the moment, at least in my opinion, far and away the MVP. I don't think it's even close. Yeah, Russ can cook for the rest of the season, but I think Mahomes got it. I hate it so much, though, because I want Russell Wilson to finally get one. And he finally got his chance, but it just didn't work out. Uh, looks like we're getting Drew Locke back this week. But Drew then Locke. again, but then again, he's been up and down whenever he plays. And we got, you know, playing Kansas City. Up and down is something you really don't want to be when you have the ball in your hands. You want to be able to punch in the end zone without a doubt. Uh, Philip Lindsay is... Like I was saying earlier, he's doubtful for this week, so that sucks. He's like, he's like a huge part of this offense. Maybe not by the numbers, by the touches, but when it comes to the intangibles, you know, he has he has that heart, and he's just he's not playing this week, most likely. Our only hope is for our defense to get back there. Our defense is still good, despite what we saw last week. Our only hope is for Bradley Chubb and company to get back in there, take Mahomes out. I'm not I'm not wishing for injury, but I'm just saying, like, get to him, rattle him, take him down, and then hope that Melvin Gordon can build off of what he did, I think, two weeks ago. He had over 100 yards. That's, that's our only hope, but I don't see it happening. I have Kansas City winning 42-14. to 14. Oh, wow, man. You're gonna put some points. You're putting some points on there. Okay. I hate it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. All right. So, Jason, you got you a lock before I go into mine? My lock of the week is the Packers over the Steelers. So, excuse wow, me. I'm the sorry. Packers over the Eagles. Sorry about that. <laughs> I was about to I was say, like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
<laughs> yeah, it's definitely gonna be a blowout. Yeah, I expect, and I Rogers has all his weapons back. Oh shit! He got Lazard. He got Adams healthy, Jones healthy, and for some strange reason, Valdez Scantling does something positive every three weeks. I don't know why it's every three weeks, but every three weeks he does something positive. So that being said, the Eagles are about to get shredded. Uh, you think Carson Wentz finally gets benched? Hell yeah, they need to put Jalen Hurts in immediately. He got one drive last game, or one play. Which is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Wow, if so, if you want to get your quarterback reps without actually having to base the starting quarterback, why the hell would you give him one play? Who the, who does that? It's a warm up pass. Warm up. <laughs> warm up for next yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, he's warming up for next week. See? Boy, man, he thought they would save here. his energy. Hey, he told as hell too. They they might they feel like they're saving his energy for the bigger game. What bigger game? Y'all are four and eight. I mean, depending, no. on, depending <laughs> on what happens this week, Wentz and Hurts might end up having to be a topic next week. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. I'm ready to talk about that because I don't. They need to. I feel like Wentz might be gone. We'll say that. We'll, we'll say that topic. We'll see what happens. We'll keep, we'll keep our eyes on that game. Oh, excuse me. They're three, seven, and one. <laughs> yeah, oh, Jason, yeah, get it right. <laughs> Put some respect on their name. Yeah, respect <laughs> on that tie. Put some respect <laughs> on that tie from seven, eight weeks ago. Hey, look on the bright side. They're still in the run to win the, <laughs> to win the division. They only down by half a game when you think about it. You see? That's, There's something that's... looking right there. <laughs> That's fucking The worst incredible. division in football is the most competitive division in football right now. <laughs> <laughs> Who's more trash? That's the beauty of it. It's a race to the garbage can. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, man. <laughs> you, the, the greatest trash team in the NFL is still, after all these years, even with Tom Brady out of the division, the New York Jets. I am done. I just got an idea, Josh. So, What's that? You know how you've seen the show The League, right? Uh, is that the fantasy football one? Yeah. No, actually. I've heard of it. I know of it. I actually have not watched it. You should watch it. At the end of this podcast, I'm going to send you a picture of this trophy called the Sacco. It's basically a giant nut sack sitting on top of a person's head. And I feel like the worst division in football should get this award every year. Oh, man. And it's only right to give it to this division this year. <laughs> it's only right. I'm looking through the standings right now. The NFC East is so bad that my Broncos would be in first place right now. Damn. The NFC East is so bad my Patriots would be in first place right now. Yeah. <laughs> Your Patriots it's... can still, like, you know, split with the Bills. Let's see. Possible. Yeah. It's all right, though. Cam was kind of fun. I think he's going next year. Hey, Matt, you were supposed to keep up the keep up the pattern and say the East is so bad that your Falcons could be in first place right now. I was thinking about it, but I'm not sure, man. Are we counting the it? second half Falcons, or are we talking about the first half Falcons? Actually, the Falcons are, would be tied for first place in the division. Hey, hey, don't, let's not get technical, because technically my Broncos would be tied for first, too. 
but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna bump them up to the top just on the fact that they're not already in the trash division. I'm just saying, man. Come on now, the Ravens were like the Ravens of last year in that division. Come on, man. It was funny as hell. The all the Dallas Cowboys need is a driver. The car has all the parts. It just ain't got no driver. Man, people have been saying stuff like that about the Cowboys for like 10 years now. Like, oh my God, they're they're so talented. They're the most talented team in the league. Every team is talented. You have to have talent to be in the NFL. But you can't go year after year after year saying, the Cowboys are really good. They're going to be really good this year. First of all, the Cowboys at least give you something to make you feel like they're going to do something. I the fact like is just worse. keep telling you and not adding nothing to, to the job. <laughs> Look here. The Cowboys are DC Comics in the DC Cinematic Universe. They give you all this hype, but they fail you every single time. I'm just going to leave it at that. And to be honest, I felt like Amari Cooper was a real number one receiver. And this motherfucker keep letting me down. I'm like, can, can, can I please stop picking your ass? Every time I feel like you're about to go off, you give me nothing. Gallup, Jason, give me something. Jason. Yes. Before I even go into my lock of the week, do we need to get you an episode to vent about these players that are obviously on your fantasy team that's not getting you wins? Because this is <laughs> what it sounds like. Right. These motherfuckers some bums. Like, do you need an episode for that, man? Because every time you bring up a player, they so happen to be on your fantasy team. And you just so happen to not have a good season right now. Let me, and you let just me, so happen to have a losing record. Let's be clear. No man pays attention to a player as much as any other player unless he's on your fantasy team. Oh, you will watch this man fail every Sunday. Hoping for a good game. What you think man, Cleveland Jason. Brown's been doing for the past 20 years? Well, it's been longer, Very man. True. Jason, I'd be right there with you for that fantasy episode. I'm in so many leagues, and I have so many 500 or less records. I deleted the app. There was no point in me watching it anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. I forfeited. I just said, you know what? Y'all got my $25. It's over. He said, I'm going to do what Baltimore didn't have the balls to do, and I'm going to forfeit. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, oh man. man. Matt, what's your lock of the week? <laughs> My lock of the week, I'm going with the Titans over the Browns. Um, really? I'll keep this really simple. I understand that the Browns are on a three-game winning streak right now, and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, they're looking like a playoff team again. They could be a contender. You want to hear something very interesting, Josh? What's that? When it comes to playing teams over 500, the Browns are one in three. Oof. I'm not about to get happy for you beating teams like the Bengals, the Redskins, the Cowboys. I'm not going to no get names. happy about it. Yeah, no names. Like, who are these guys? You're not beating anybody that's going to the playoffs. I mean, if, honestly, the MVP of the Browns is Nick Chubbs because he comes back and all of a sudden they're winning again. Baker Mayfield is not contributing to that. Speaking of our fantasy players, I got Nick Chubb in so many leagues. Oh, man. See, he never lets you down, but Baker Mayfield does. Man, I just want to... Jason? Yep. Remember when 
Matt was all the hype about the Browns. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes, yes, yes. I wrote an article about it. I do it. I've been doing it, what, the past two, three years, Jason? Look, I don't know who is putting these thoughts of grandeur in your head because it's a lie. Man, it's a lie. That. Hear me out on this, okay? Hear me out, Jason. I understand they're eight and three, and this may sound hypocritical because I could sit here and be like, oh, my gosh, they got to screw up for once. But this shit don't mean nothing if you can't beat teams that are going to the playoffs or teams that are winning. Yes, and guess what? I might hype them up again next year if they get another quarterback. I'll do it again. You know what the funny part about this is? Cleveland is, I'm looking at their schedule. They won four, four of their last five games. So it's like it's a really, it's a really weird time of the year to hop off the Browns bandwagon when they're at like an all-time high. They're so at an all-time high? This is my thing. <laughs> I they won like the four of the last five games, and they're at an all-time high. They're eight and three, man. Josh, you normally are the one that seriously sits here and corrects me on these things. You know the teams they beat; those four teams are. Do you know? No, no. Do you, should I read them off, or should you read them off? No, 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 no. Listen, listen. I, I I'm on a Facebook group, right? And they yeah. love to do nothing but rag on the Steelers. I'm everybody knows I'm a Broncos fan. I don't I don't care for the Steelers, but I find myself defending them at every turn because I'm like, yeah, they at the time they were 10 and 0. So I'm like, yeah, they were 10 and 0 against these garbage teams. But what would you rather than be eight and two, six and four? Like they're 10 and 0. Like, yeah, they, they haven't been playing the best competition, but they're winning the, the games that they need to win. They won all the you tough know, games. You know, it's like like the Browns are 8-3. and three. You Realistically, you can't expect the Browns to be any better than that. 8-3 and three is really good. So it's the like... Schedule, yes. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but the Browns didn't pick out their schedule. They can only play I'm the not. games... They can only play the teams that are given to them. Yeah, you know what I mean? I know, I know. I hear everything you're saying, Josh. I guess it's that little part of me that kind of looks at college football because I know that you can win the games and we could be happy that you have a winning record. But when it's time to play the teams that matter, kind of choke. Like you can't do that. LSU. Actually, hey. I oh, mean, boy, don't you start talking about my LSU. We know we're having a bad year this year. <laughs> LSU, LSU, LSU. That's not the – let Josh finish. I'm, I'm Again, I'm looking at their schedule. Three games that they lost were to Baltimore. When Baltimore, you know, week one, they came out hot. We all thought that, you know, the Ravens were going to kill it. Yeah. They lost week six to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's undefeated. And then they lost two weeks later to the Raiders. They only they, they lost by 10, and that was a 16-6 to loss. But the Raiders, despite getting shellacked by your Falcons, the Raiders are 6-5. and five and know, the Raiders are just, actually pretty decent. Exactly. And they're the worst... Well, debatable between them and the Ravens right now. But they're the worst team that they lost to. It's not like they lost to the Bengals or the Cowboys or Washington. They're winning all the games that they need to. It's just that, you know, two division games they lost and then this one against the Raiders. I can't really, you know, I can't really fault them. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that the Browns are going to go off and win the Super Bowl. 
I'm just saying, like, give him some credit. Okay, Josh. I'll give Nip Chubb some credit. And I'll give Kevin Stefanski some credit because I was, you know, big time on him in the uh, article. So uh, I get what you're saying. I'll give them their little their little credit for the moves they made to put this team in the right direction. So I have one but thing. Here's what's going to be. Hear, hear me out right quick, Jason, because I know you got <laughs> one thing to say. Hear me out right quick. I got you. I got you. All I'm just saying is we all know what's going to happen. They're going to beat these teams that really know names. Baker Mayfield is going to go to the podium. Hulu has live sports. He's He's going to go on a whole rant about how everybody sat here and they looked down on us. And we couldn't do this. We couldn't do that. We've proven all our haters wrong. And then here comes the playoffs. They got to play somebody real. And they get their ass shellacked. And then next thing you know, Josh, you're all here with me talking shit about the Browns. <laughs> Just look out for it. Just look out for it. That's all I'm saying. Put my lock so we can move on to the upsets oh, because I'm going to get a whole shellacking about that. We got to make the Browns in the NFC East. All of tomorrow or next week's show. So, so we're going to talk about what would happen if there was an the NFC East? Absolutely. Um, okay, you know what? You're on for that. <laughs> You're on for that. Titans over Browns 24 13. At least I gave them only 11 point loss. 24 13. Josh, who you got for upset of the week? <sighs> upset of the week, man. I got your Falcons. Woo! Falcons over Saints 27 24 in a shootout. Um, the, the saints are three point favorites right now. And I would assume that they're riding high after destroying the Broncos. But again, it was the Broncos without a quarterback. We had a practice squad wide receiver playing quarterback on like 10 hours notice. And they, they still have Taysom Hill a quarterback right now. Hill's been doing fine, but if you want him to, if the Falcons decide to really step up defensively and say, we're going to make Taysom Hill outgun Matt Ryan, that is just not going to happen. The Falcons have the fifth best offense, fifth best passing offense, and the sixth best rushing defense. And with Taysom Hill at quarterback, the Saints run the ball, whether it's with, you know, Kamara and Latavius Murray or with Hill himself. And I'm thinking that the Falcons are going to sell out to shut that down. Michael Thomas is dangerous, obviously, but honestly, if you could shut down the run and then just focus on focus on uh, defending the pass later on, the Falcons have a much better shot. Atlanta lost to him 24-9, I believe, a couple weeks ago. And I think the Falcons want revenge. Falcons are coming off of a 43-6 to win. So I think that they take that and they turn into a division win here. Okay. Like that right there. Jason? So I, I'm going to get my point out first about the Browns. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I just got to get this off my chest. Um, I believe the Browns will never get to a Super Bowl. Until they're no longer named after the color of doo doo. That's all I had to say about that. <laughs> oh no. 
until they're no longer the same color as doo-doo. They will never get to the Super Bowl. Thank you. Good night. Oh, no. So you want them to be called the Cleveland Greens for money? No, look, look. They could be called whatever they want. They could be the Cleveland Shih Tzus. They could be uh, the, the Cleveland Pomeranians. They, the, matter of fact, they could even steal a Georgia team. They could be the Cleveland Bulldogs. They love dogs in Cleveland. But let's be clear. Any team named the Browns is not going to be successful. It's time to rebrand the team, man. It's too, it's too late. It's over. It's wrapping yeah. up. You know what I suggest? I suggest Cleveland goes all in. They put put the balls on the table and say, we are now the Cleveland winners. <laughs> so the NFL can laugh for three decades straight after they do that shit. Hey, man, it's a no-lose situation. Either, either, either Cleveland changes their name and all of a sudden they win, or it's so ironic that it's just ridiculously funny. Jason, no pun intended, but it sounds like from your whole little rant that you're saying that the Cleveland Browns, which you're saying is the same, the name, the same color doo doo, has been <laughs> shit for a long time. Very true. <laughs> oh man, god damn! Jason. They're not even they're not even high fiber shit. Okay, they're brown <laughs> shit. They're regular. They're so regular, it's not even funny. Not even high fiber. <laughs> Look, this not even a Kellogg cereal shit that comes out bright green. It's just regular, good old fashioned. I just woke up. Let me drop it real quick. Man, when we started recording this podcast, I did not think we'd be talking about green shit. <laughs> you know, matter of fact, that's what the Eagles are green shit. Oh, man. Boy, give your upset of the week. I ain't dealing with you. Give your upset. Oh, man. My upset of the week. Is the Jaguars over the Vikings? God damn, man. Oh. What the hell is wrong with you? If the, the Dalvin Cook is a little banged up from last week's game, if he's a little gimpy, that gives the Jaguars a chance. But you never know. If Dalvin Cook's a little gimpy, he could still run through the entire Jaguars defense, no problem. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Shaking my head. Josh, me and you actually see eye to eye this week. I came in this week prepared for an argument. I can't lie. But my Falcons <laughs> are 4-2 and two in the past six games, which are great. Uh, Matt Ryan still seems, you know, shaky. I still want my refund from Ty Gurley. But, you know, we're in a good position. The Raiders win with something to be very happy about. The defense had a great performance. Hopefully they take this momentum into this week. I have the Falcons also winning in a uh, shootout, 30-27. to 27. Um I feel like the reign of Tim Tebow 2.0 is going to come to an end. And, uh, yeah, we're going to win that game. Then we're yeah. going to go on and we're going to split that series with the Buccaneers. You know, We're just going to play upset maker at this point. I can absolutely see that. I posted on Facebook last week that I wish uh, Denver had Tim Tebow still, just so we could see that high-quality Tim Tebow versus Taysom, Taysom Hill showdown. Oh, yeah, man. That's actually going to – I feel like after Taysom Hill has all his starts and Drew Brees come back, we should really have that conversation. You know what's funny as hell? You know who's a better quarterback than Taysom Hill? Oh. Julian Edelman. <laughs> wow. The funny He's thing is that this – The funny thing is at this point, there's no reason to hate on Taysom Hill. <laughs> 
Wait until he starts losing some games. I'm it just saying, the man started for Kent State. I mean, I'm just saying that it is weird, man. We have to wait till next week after they lose to the Falcons. You know who else Julian Edelman is better than? Jameis Winston? Major Trubisky. Oh, oh yeah, that's very true. That's, so that's very, that's very true. I feel like the Falcons kicker could do a better job than uh, Trubisky at this point. How about Young Hoku? Yeah, boy, my boy Young Ho. <laughs> First of all, why he have to come to Atlanta with that name? Because there was a name with that shit anyway. Well, I'm just waiting for somebody to make the mixtape cover, dog. I just can't lie to you, man. Bro, I need him to get him a grill. I need to get him a grill and a gold chain. What do you need a grill and a gold chain for? He's not a so blended with the defense. Oh, shit. Man, the first time I saw him, I was like, finally, I'm getting represented. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, shit. <laughs> finally, some Asian oh, representation in the NFL. Well, man, go ahead and shoot him that tweet, dog. Be like, well, y'all need to have that rap battle for that name right now. <laughs> oh, uh, boy. shit. I better get your writing. <laughs> Josh, we need to go ahead and change your name from the real Josh H to the real Young Ho. The real Young Ho. <laughs> yep. The real you know, Young we'll, Ho. We'll have to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I forgot Josh. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Josh, what you got game of the week this week? I got Arizona and L.A., the Rams. It's going to be a battle for, at this point, it's a battle for number two in the NFC West. But there's still a few weeks left, so any one of those teams between them two and Seattle, any one of them can come out number one. And uh, the Rams got the number two defense in the league, so that'll be really interesting to see. Uh, Aaron Donald leading that defense against Kyler Murray. Kyler should be... He was dealing with a shoulder injury last week. It's not. It's obviously not going to be fully healed, but it's going to be. It's got to be a little better than it was last week against the Patriots. So it'll be interesting to see between that and Cardinals having the number four rushing offense. It looked like Kenyon Drake was finally, you know, getting back to his old self. Mm-hmm. So it'll be, it'll be fun to watch between, you know, Kyler having to lean on the run game. And having to face Aaron Donald in that defense. On the other side, Jared Goff is, I've said it before, he's the most hot and cold quarterback in the league. Like some some games like you had against Tom Brady's Bucks, when he's out there throwing 300 plus yards and was like two or three touchdowns. Yeah. And he's, you know, they're looking like the, I want to say 2018, when the Rams and Patriots played in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, the most boring Super Bowl in the history of Super Bowls. Yeah. <laughs> we know it's still a W. They they were looking like that that team before the playoffs. But, you know, sometimes you got the Jared Goff that we're used to at this point, you know, just looking lost and throwing more completions to the other team than his own receivers. In the end, I still trust in Kyler Murray no matter – what his injury status is. I trust Kyler Murray more than Goff. And I say Arizona wins this one 31 to 30. Zane Gonzalez gets some retribution for his uh, missed field goal last week. And he nails one in the last seconds this week. How was that man still in the NFL? Who? Zane Gonzalez has missed some of the most important kicks 
in NFL history. Now I have him in fantasy. Okay, <laughs> he's been doing he's been doing well this year. Susie missed that kid. Oh, is man. the reason why they came up with the term. We gave you one job. I thought it was a guy from uh from the Vikings that missed that field goal that year. Yes, and next year on Madden, he's gonna have the highest overall of all the Atlanta Falcons. Watch. <laughs> oh man! Watch, watch, Jason. You got a game of the week? Actually, I don't. I kind of agree with Josh. I think that's the only game worth watching. Josh, we're actually all in agreement because honestly, I walked in this week with no game of the week. No game really enticed me or just said, "Ooh, gotta see that one." But that game right there is definitely worth the watch. Mainly because, you know, I, NFC West is very entertaining. I just want to throw out there, Jason didn't have a game of the week because Tampa Bay is on bye. You have a great point. Uh, i like to point out that, uh, so. Oh, <laughs> shit. I'm done with you. Josh, I know we've thrown, in, we've thrown in fantasy football a little bit throughout, but it's your time to shine. We got our starts and we got our sits for the week. The floor is yours. All righty. My usual... Four starts and four sits. I had a little less last week, but I'm back on track now. So starts, I got quarterback from the Raiders, Derek Carr at the New York Jets. He didn't do shit last week, but anybody can do shit against the Jets. Jets have the 30th ranked pass defense. And at this point, the Raiders are on the outside looking into the playoffs. So this is definitely a must win game. And I think that the Raiders are going to take that mindset and just stomp on the head of the Jets. Uh, Colts quarterback Phillip Rivers at the Houston Texans. This game looks like it's going to be a shootout. Houston has the 31st overall defense, and they're 23rd against the pass. Phillip Rivers, despite being, despite having like 28 kids by now, he has 227 yards at least in every game this season, except for one. That was 190 in week four against Chicago. And Phillip Rivers also has three 300 yard games. And that's not including the last two weeks having a 288 and 295. So overall, he's been having a really good year this year. And like I said, Houston doesn't have very good defense. Phillip Rivers is going to take advantage of that. I got San Fran wide receiver Debo Samuel versus Buffalo. He. Just came back from injury. He saw 15 targets. And he absolutely crushed it. Buffalo's middle of the road. They're 18th against the pass. So I definitely feel like Debo can torch everyone on the defense. Tight end Evan Ingram for the New York Giants. Facing the Seahawks. Fun fact. If Daniel Jones was playing this week, the Giants over Seahawks would be my upside of the week. Moving on. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Seattle has the... I've said this every single week. 
Seattle has the absolute worst pass defense in the league, and it's not even close. Um, Evan Ingram's seen at least eight targets in every game since week seven, except for one. So he's he's being looked at. Colt McCoy is most likely going to be playing for Daniel Jones. He seems to favor the tight end. And Evan Ingram went off last week for over, I believe, 130-something yards. So I don't think that's going to change too much. Ingram's going to have a day. My four sits, I got Detroit quarterback Matthew Stafford against Chicago. The Bears are 11th against the pass. You had uh, David Montgomery for the Bears. 143 combined yards between rushing and receiving. It's very possible. I rag on Montgomery a lot, so it's very possible that that's just a, a fluke game and it never happens again. But you got to take it into account. So it's possible that Chicago can actually get a run game going and eat up some clock. Uh, the Lions have lost four of the last five. Their only win in that span came by three points against Washington. So that's that shows how bad they've been. And it doesn't look like Kenny Galladay is going to play. I don't. I'm not too sure how many games he's even played at all this year. I have him a few in a few fantasy teams. And I don't know why I haven't dropped him. <laughs> I just I can't get myself to. But yeah, Matthew Stafford's not gonna not gonna do very well this week. Um, I touched on I touched on this game a little while ago. Running back Wayne Gallman from the Giants at Seattle. I talked about Seattle's terrible pass defense, but they are number three against the run. I'm not too sure exactly how much of that is because uh, the opposing offense doesn't have to run the ball, and how much of that is because they're actually good. Um, in this game, Giants are gonna. Be pass happy. They're probably going to have, you know, 40 plus, 50 plus attempts. And Deion Lewis is the receiving back. So I feel like Wayne Gallman's going to be splitting, splitting uh, the workload. He's not going to be on the field as much. So obviously he's not going to have as much opportunity. My third sit is Denver tight end Noah Fant at the Chiefs. He's been really bad this year between having to deal with injury and quarterbacks that have to deal with injury and just not putting up numbers. He has one game this season over five catches. And he has one game this season where he had over 60 yards. Think about that. Damn. All season, he's only had two touchdowns. Drew Locke is back this week, but he's up and down. The Chiefs can... It's it's possible they'll be able to get some kind of run game going. Um, that defending the runs does seem to be a strength of Denver, so we'll have to see about that. But I don't I don't think Noah Fant's gonna have too much fantasy impact. And my fourth sit is another tight end, <clears throat> Cleveland Browns Austin Hooper at Tennessee. With Derrick Henry running the offense, Titans gonna be controlling the time possession. You know. I've I've said it before, Baker's not going to have as much time, time with the ball, so it's going to be less pass attempts. Uh, the Browns, since Nick Chubb came back, they've been back to focusing on the run game, so that's even less, even less opportunity for Austin Hooper. And Cleveland is 30th in offense, passing offense this year, 
So it all just it all just adds up to be a really bad game for Hooper. Okay. And that's my list. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Are you guys ready? Yes. We're on our way to the final topic. <laughs> no, we're on our way to the final topic. This was actually Jason's idea. The playoffs is around the corner. So I just pose this one question. If the playoffs started today, who would get eliminated in the first round? You ain't got to name every team. Just one team you think will get eliminated in the first round. The Colts. I'm sorry. Who said that? <laughs> I'm looking at I'm looking at the schedule of you know who be playing who in the first round. I have all my you know predictions for what would happen. I was just looking at the more surprising teams. I have two. I could go into the other one, other one in a little bit. But right now it looks like the Chiefs would be facing the Colts. And I'm sorry, your Colts are really good. But they're not going to be able to stop Patrick Mahomes. I can dream. You know that, right? Sure, sure. But your dream isn't my dream. So <laughs> <laughs> I can dream. You ain't got to sit here and just shit on me like that. I'm over here. I'm hyped for my Colts this year right now. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to get an attention-grabbing first pick. So <laughs> looks like I did it. Golly. Oh shit, Jason! So I can get you guys to help me out because <laughs> okay. my phone just died. So <laughs> will the Steelers be playing in the first round? That's what I was looking the up. The Steelers first. would get a bye. They'd have a bye. Yeah, they'll have a bye. So if the Steelers are getting a bye, obviously the first team to get eliminated, in my opinion, is going to be the New York Giants if they hold on to the lead in the NFC. Yeah, really? if if the playoffs started today. Giants would be facing the Rams. And they'd be getting destroyed by the Rams. I think so, too. Yeah, you know uh, the Steelers and the Saints would be getting to buy. You know what? I might as well just go ahead and shake it up. I'll shake it up for this one. Y'all know who my first one will be, right? I think I have an idea. Go ahead. Just, gonna... just guess. I think it started with a T. It started with a T? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Oh, it's not the Titans. Oh, that's the what we were. A, a B, a B. <laughs> oh no, definitely. I think Tampa Bay would be the first one to go. They got to deal with the Seahawks. But the Seahawks have the worst passing defense in the league. I mean, no, no, no. Wishy-washy. According to my app, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be facing Green Bay. Oh damn! They definitely going out. That that was gonna be my other pick if it came back around. Yeah, they're definitely going out. You're talking about Green Bay, right? Yes. Green Bay, Tampa. Yeah, not the same team y'all was when y'all played Green Bay that time. Shit. Okay? I that bet just, like shit, what? I bet you get to the second round. No, you no. Oh, is that another bet? No, we got we got one bet going on. I can't afford two cases right now. Josh don't <laughs> game, okay? I mean, damn. it's easy. All you gotta do is not lose. Right. Wow, you act like this is Madden. And playing Jason and Madden is not like playing you. With him, you know, it's like a cakewalk. First of all, I've never purchased more than one game with Madden in my entire life. So I refuse oh. to be shellacked like this on a live podcast. Jason, don't. 
<laughs> and don't do it. I mean, you're not missing out. I'm publicly saying, do not buy Madden. Yeah, I mean, you're not missing out. But yeah, if that's Look, the case, then definitely, just... I believe the Bucks would be the first ones out. Look, we just got sued for the NFL for you said don't buy Madden. <laughs> what are you going to sue us for? People are already not buying Madden. You can get it for half off right now. That's how you know your game sucks. When it comes out the same year, you can get it half off. Oh, yeah, I'm not afraid. I go public on Twitter all the time saying Madden sucks. I exactly. I comment, I come in in their posts and I like, you know, Adam and all that stuff say, you know, their game is shit and you guys don't care about your product and you don't care about the players. But that's a topic for another day. <laughs> Definitely a topic for another day. They still have not found a football game to top 2K5. But you know, that's a topic for another day. <laughs> Just a whole topic. But yes, I'm sticking cold heartedly to it. And no, I am not putting, you know what? I'm feeling myself. I'll put another case on the line. Oh, so, so what's the bet? I'm putting another case. Tampa doesn't make it around two. Yes. Bet. Bet name. Oh man. I will stick to I will stick to this for the rest of the year. I don't care how they play. I'm going to stick to this for the rest of the year. All right, we got two bets on this podcast. Well, yes, that's two cases of Arizona, boy. You know how much corn syrup that is, and I'm trying to go on a weight loss journey. So we let's go. Something else. Man, look here. I like my Arizona. I get you two cases of slip fast if it helps. We don't get the hell out of here with that bullshit. <laughs> guys, guys, I have some. I have some breaking news. Oh, not, sure, not, sure. not, not, not NFL. Not real NFL news, but I can't remember 100, percent but I believe a while back on this show, Jason said that Tampa was going to go like four and one in November. Yeah. They were one and three. Oh shit! They went one and three. Their only win came to Carolina. Well, how about that? You guys talking about bets completely reminded me of it. I hundred percent forgot, but I just looked back at the schedule. <laughs> they went one and three. Yeah, but Josh, you're gonna have to keep up with these bets because we're gonna make a lot more probably throughout the season for the rest of the season and playoffs. All right, let me actually write this sit down. <laughs> Jason, no bets in the Super Bowl though. That's not fair. How is that not fair? Because of the Super Bowl. I can't sit here. And you know we always have this great feast during the Super Bowl. That's money. I can't lose a bet and make delicious food. Boy, please. This twist a twin out a bet. <laughs> Man, look here, bro. $20 is a lot of money, dog. You know what year it is? 2020. Nah, I see what you did there. We're not even going to talk about how much money we've collected this year. So let's let's start bringing it up on the podcast. We ain't going to bring it up on the podcast. We're going to be targeted. We ain't trying to do Josh like that. What's wrong with us? <laughs> yeah, But before we actually exit this podcast, this has been pretty fun, especially for the first episode back. Everything gets better. Everything's going to go uphill. We actually made it to 10 episodes, so that is something great. I Double really digits. Thank you, Josh. And I want to thank you, Jason. 10 episodes, but a lot of podcasts do not make it to 10 episodes. And we're, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going strong. But I just want to say two non-NFL related things right quick before we go. First, in the midst of this podcast, John Wall has been traded to the Houston Rockets for James Harden. What? Not James Harden. Russell Westbrook. My bad. 
What? But that would've been fucked up. But yeah, Russell Westbrook is now a Washington Wizard. And John, and John Wall, Wall the Rockets. And they gave him a first round pick. Are they dumb? I I don't know. I'm gonna call. I gotta call Worm and ask him about that one. You do realize also, that yeah, John like, Wall and Russell Westbrook's contracts are completely identical. Yeah, there was no reason to get him an extra pick for that. I mean, that's probably what it would take. I guess Russ is still worth an extra pick. I got one more for you, though, Jay. Um, we all saw, well, I don't know if Josh watched it, the Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. fight, right? Uh-huh. So the numbers are in, and they're looking like a $60 million pocket. They did over 1.2 buys, 1.2 million buys. Not bad. So you're looking at pocketing about $60 million. Well, he about to fight Holyfield next. Man, I don't want him to fight my cousin. I don't know why they got to keep doing this shit. He's going to bite his ear again. We were talking about that. Me and Q were talking about that earlier. What was that, bro? Uh, I'm looking for the other ear. Havander, I want the left one. I want the left one. Josh, don't pay this man no attention. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard that, uh, what's his name? Logan Paul? Is that, is that yeah. the dude that was? Jake, Jake Paul or uh, Logan Jake Paul? Paul. brother. Yeah, that uh, YouTuber. Oh, who, who, whoever, whoever boxed in that show, in that event, I heard that he wants to fight Conor McGregor. And Conor and even, his ass yeah. Up. yeah, I don't even want to get into all of that, man. Like, nah, bro. This Conor does not know. I will write a letter of resignation of being a Conor McGregor fan if he walks into that fight and loses. Well, no. they wrote my letter of resignation. Oh, when he got beat by Khabib? No. When he got when he got beat by Diaz, I started writing my name. When he got beat by Khabib, I finished my first name. When he swung at Floyd with a up up and down punch like a hammer fist in their boxing match, that was me sounding my last name. I've been done. <laughs> I'm completely done with both of y'all. But to everyone, I want to thank you for listening to our 10th episode. We will definitely be back next week with some more topics. And you can follow us a little bit of everywhere. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Daily FOE. You can follow Josh on Twitter at J underscore Ho 34. You can follow him on Facebook at just Josh Ho or Instagram, young underscore stove underscore 94. And you can also follow the Petty Guide. Two pay productions on IG. Do you have a you have a Twitter account yet, Jason? IG, Twitter, and Facebook. IG, Twitter, and Facebook. You can go to Two Pay Productions if you're just looking for a little bit of laughs. But we want to thank you guys for listening, and we are out. We'll see you next week. Peace.